Clams and Cockles. I am your host, Ross Bolin, here as always with your other host, Mr. Barrett Dudley. Barrett, I've got a story for you. Okay, let's uh, let's start with a story. You and I were recording- Is this a story uh, or an anecdote? It's a little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both. We were recording our, our Patreon episode last week. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Covering uh-huh. The Sopranos Season 2, Episode 9. Yeah. yeah. And something very unfortunate happened. My girlfriend's dog took a shit about a foot and a half away from you. <laughs> That, that was so rancid that, that we had to hit the eject button. Yeah. Look, I mean, I would, I would wager to say that in a small room like this with the door closed, uh, you're talking like 85, 90% of dog shits are going to be too much to handle. Sure. So I, I, I don't want to completely throw um, this, do. this dog under the bus for her specific brand. Per se. You, per se, if you will. Yeah. Um, but, but I do yeah, though. But I do yeah, want to she, throw her under the bus she... <laughs> because what happened is after we after we cleared the smell from this room, it was still lingering in other areas of the house. Yeah, yeah. Slash office, and uh, that wasn't pleasant. Also, it had just kind of burrowed its way into my nostrils. It you was know? a bad one. It really it wasn't was, good. It was a bad one. It was a really bad one. So, so you had it bad. I won't. I won't take that away from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But then yesterday, I'm recording in here, and uh, and I've got I've got my two dogs in mm-hmm. here. That dog is gone. She's here, not here today either. She's been ejected, banned from the studio for life after taking that shit next to Barrett. Uh, but my two dogs are in here, and, and, and one of them, Bella, got sick, and she threw up not once, not twice, but thrice. Wow. During the podcast. The dogs are rejecting the podcast. They studio. are. They're, They're saying, get, the get podcast me studio out of here. is rejecting them. Yeah. Like yeah. some entity in here is, is forcing dogs to eject things from their bodies one way or the other, in the studio. So, no dogs today, just you and I. That's good, that's good. And I do that's apologize for the... Uh, y- y- uh, we have video footage of uh, of Barrett's face as this unfolded, <laughs> which we will share with the world on social media very soon, I promise you. I promise you that. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going we're gonna to cover Mayor of Easttown, actual TV and film, not just dogs and dog poo and, and throw up. Mayor of Easttown, getting all the way caught up through three episodes, and I have a special treat for everybody when we get there. Uh, we will discuss the official MCU Phase 4 trailer. Very stoked about that. Hey-o! Hand- little Handmaid's Tale. little SNL action as well today. Uh, plus, Barrett has notes on The Crown as he has continued to watch that. But first, today's episode of OCC is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage Barrett and I have ever tried. It's great. Everybody knows you've got to get your greens. It's hard to keep up with. Get your queens. That's actually how you know. Speaking of the MCU, that's uh-huh. how. That's that's why the Hulk is so green. It is. Usually, yes. it's just Mark Ruffalo getting giant. Right. But when he's when he's drinking all of his athletic greens, which he does every morning, he it, he's very green. Gets his greens. That's how he gets his green. He gets his freaking greens, Barrett. Uh, and one tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood, and more that all work together. To fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and support a healthy immune system. And here's the catch. All without the need 
to take multiple products. That's the key. You just need your Athletic Greens, Barrett. You don't need 15 different That's things. It. That's it. It's just Athletic Greens, the daily all-in-one superfood powder. just the AGs. It's your nutritional essential. By far the easiest and most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your health routine today and empower yourself to take ownership of your health. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash dragon and get your greens. Join health experts, athletes, health-conscious go-getters, and podcasters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every single day, and you'll get a free year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs when you get your greens today. Again, by simply visiting athleticgreens.com slash dragon. For a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today, I demand you get your greens, Barrett. Mayor of Easttown to start up top. And here's, here's my surprise. Okay. I want to paint you a picture. Mm. It's a Monday night. Yes. You're me. Uh-huh. And you're in bed. Uh-huh. And life's just beat your ass <laughs> for like a couple months. <laughs> and uh, and you get about 25 minutes into Mayor. Yeah. And your brain just goes, bro, you're done here. <laughs> It can't take any more darkness, and it shuts off. So I I passed out, mm-hmm. and I missed the back half. Now, the catch is that you know how when you're kind of in and out during uh, you're, you're you're trying to watch a movie or a TV show and you're falling asleep, yeah, and you're like fuck, ah, ah. so you kind of keep catching stuff. Yeah, I kind of caught stuff, some okay. stuff, but I like don't really know what happened. Well, that I need you to well, tell me is the point, and that, I don't care if you spoil it. Yeah, well, so that's the first thing is that I will drop a couple of episode three spoilers here. So if you've Spoiler not, alert. Or, so if you have not watched or you are waiting to get caught up or, or whatever, then then fast forward a little bit. But and, the and other I would thing say is that you're behind pop the 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 Twitter world. Yeah, yeah, they're all over this shit. Yeah, the, the other thing though is that hell. I, I don't necessarily need to talk a whole lot about this particular episode. Other than to say it, it's just still churning at a level that is like wild, wildly enjoyable, um, and it's just like it's such a brilliant combination. This one, this this episode, this uh, this show of like the yes, we have the interesting plot with the who done it and the mystery, and oh, this guy's kind of suspicious, and oh, maybe it's Roy from the office, and like oh, maybe it's this. Maybe it's this uh, this deacon who, like, we still don't know why he got moved to this. What's his this, fucking deal, guy? To, to, to this parish, we don't know. Yeah, you know? yeah, but we do know what Mayor brings up historically. Um, deacons be moving for a reason. That's right. I mean, that's yeah. just look it up. It's it's on science. Google. It's on Google. It's actually science. Um. So, uh, and then I also wanted to quickly before we go to episode three, I just wanted to look. Kate Winslet is not somebody that like pops in my mind when I think of just like top notch actors. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we had this conversation the other day about wh- how, you know, it's Francis McDormand and Meryl Streep. Yeah. Kate Winslet is on that level. We owe her an apology. She is, she is absolutely on that level. And the scene that I wanted to bring up last week that I kind of failed to was the one where she's talking to the, her, her son's doctor. Yeah, dude. And she and and her son's doctor is like kind of recommending that maybe she talks to somebody about the death of her son, the suicide of her son. Dude. And well, I, I was watching that scene and I mean, obviously Winslet is is just bonkers next level out of this world in that scene. And then but but what I started thinking about is it was so good. It was so deep. It was so like next level that I actually started thinking about the setup of it all. Like, Kate has a camera two and a half feet from her face in that scene. Yeah. There are all sorts of lights around. <laughs> yeah. There's an entire set that you can't see. There's a there's there's people, there's producers, there's a director. There's every, like, 
and it's just when you see somebody go there, when they find that place, when they find true emotion like that, and you just you're there, you're in it, you are you embody it all, you feel it and you sense it. And then you like you think about what's on the other side, what what, you know, what's five, ten feet away from her. Yeah, it just like takes it up an to an, a, the nth degree. Right, because right? like, I can do that, Barrett, like if, I, if I'm in my shower <laughs> by myself, like right. I, can, I can imagine what that's like. Like taking yourself to yeah, that, yeah. To, to emotional places to like put that. Your, yeah. And to put yourself in somebody else's world and yeah. make your their world yours. Like I can imagine what that is like. I can't like, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, you sit me down, point the cameras at me, and get 26 people in the room, like, bro, it's, no, like, no, absolutely not. And that's the thing that you don't really contribute to actors' performances and what they're able to do. Yeah, yeah. My God. I was, okay, so as you were talking, I was making notes, because I rewatched one and two. That's one of the caveats here. I fell asleep halfway through three like an idiot. But I did rewatch one and two sort of half by accident. Um, Girlfriend was getting into it late, Mm -hmm. later than I did. And, uh... First of all, the scene where she was talking to the doctor is one of the ones that hit so hard. And it's the one that made me think to myself, oh, my God. I was just like, she's been at this at this level for so long. Yeah, like and, and actually, I'll years. just I'll, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit here and be even more honest. There's a scene where she's in her robe and she's going to get ready for a date. Uh-huh. And, and like, a, like, a, like a titty almost pops out. And, <laughs> and I, so I said that out loud because I'm a child. And um, girlfriend was like... Dude, the whole world has seen her boobs. <laughs> and I, it, it clicked in my brain, and I was like, oh, yeah, Titanic. And yeah, then it yeah. clicked in my brain how good she was in that and mm-hmm. how long ago that was and everything she's done since and how she's not, re- like, she's not really one of these actresses that goes out and does a whole bunch of press. Like, she's not bubbly socially, I feel like. She's a very, she seems to be a very nice person and a very bright person when she's out there and doing it, when she's mm-hmm. at the award shows or whatever. But I don't generally think of her as like a social media personality or one of these people who's no. trying to get in front of the camera all the time. Well, and she also doesn't really she like she 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 makes uh, very specific choices with her roles. I would say her and Leo kind of carried themselves similarly. And so she does not like she doesn't like pop up in some in some like she doesn't seem to be popping up in things just for for the, like clearly for the paycheck. Right, you know, it, like a lot of actors, they you know, they it, it's like an old saying. It's like the one for me, one for them, yeah, type thing. Yeah, I, she's most keep it, the money rolling. She's in, mostly baby. just doing the one for me's. I feel like this well, is actually this actually is is seems like one of the bigger things that she's done as far as you know mainstreamness in a, in quite some time. I feel like. And yeah, I, like the full last disclosure, movie. I haven't popped into her IMDb or anything uh, I, I, like you. What I was looking up was the Titanic stuff uh-huh. because I forgot how young she was in Titanic. How old was she? She was like 21. And that's, yeah, see, that's wild. Yeah. Um, but uh, just a crazy, crazy career. So, uh, you know, I, I I didn't dive deep into it to, and, and maybe her IMDb, maybe her filmography like proves me wrong that she has been doing more mainstream stuff that I just haven't been paying attention to. But, I, but but regardless, the, no, she's always done the, more the, artsy shit. Yeah, the way that I, the, at least the perception, is that she is a, you know, a, a, she carefully, she makes careful selections. She doesn't spread herself too thin. She's only in maybe like one thing a year. So, I mean, she hasn't done. I think Steve, she's got like a, I think Steve she's got Jobs. like a college a college age daughter as well. So she probably spent a lot of time with her family. Contagion was 2011. Yeah. Revolutionary Road was 2008. 
uh, the holiday 2006. Yeah. I mean, she's been, she does, she does more artsy stuff. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was 2004. Yeah. And the more recent stuff on the list, the stuff closer to now, like we haven't heard of any of this. In Black Beauty, she was the voice of Black Beauty in 2020. Yeah. yeah um, okay. She was in something called Ammon- Ammonite in yeah, 2020. See, so I, think, I think I think my take is accurate here. Then. Very. So, she doesn't swing like that, man. Yeah. She's not. That's what I mean. She's not like out for the fucking attention. Right. And it's not even like on a Frances McDormand or Meryl Streep level where they're where they're in something that's Academy Award nominated every year or every other year. Right. So she's even more selective and and and. And seemingly is just that. really picking stories or films yeah. or whatever and that she's really time. interested and she in. Does, yeah, and, and and just enjoying her life outside of acting. So that's that's at least, awesome. And, at least and, that is our take based on how highly we think of her. Yeah, well, like, when she pops back into something like this, like we're sitting here, it's it's flooring. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's pretty apparent she could do whatever the fuck she wants. Absolutely. That's the point. Yes. And she really has the range and look, frankly, yep. to play any role yep. if she wanted to. She's one of the, I mean, like, you could almost say she's like a Christian, ba- a female Christian Bale in that way, where she's like her look. She's very, very, very attractive, obviously, mm-hmm. but she can absolutely like transform herself so, in a yeah. lot of different ways in the way that Christian Bale can. I mean, that dude can make himself look gnarly as fuck, and yep. he's a very handsome man. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that. No, but so this performance in Mary of Easttown is really this reminder of like how high up she is yeah. on that scale, and and how. How little respect uh, she she really gets across the board because she because she picks things that yeah. frankly aren't mainstream like right. you said so um, yeah, as, for the as, most part as far as the plot in at this on the back half of uh, of episode three here the did you see her break into her her um the uh, the police offices what is that called police station that's the word I'm looking no. for no station I know uh, did you see her break into the police station's evidence locker no I did not okay. Why so, the hell did you do that? Did you see her meet with her grandson's real mother? N- nope. I was in and out like right before that happened, I think. Okay. So you know that she's after custody yes. of her of Mare's dead son's son, who yes. is in her care. Yes, she's which the, I will know. She's the guardian. Didn't pick that whole thing up and put it together correctly until the second watch through of one <laughs> okay. and two. I was still like, who's fucking kid? <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she has a, a, a sit down with the, uh, her grandson's real mom. Who's in and out of rehab. Who's in and out of rehab. That's why is, they don't is, want her to have full custody. And is, and is now suing for full custody. Yes. And as the grandma has put it, she will get it. She's the mother. She's the mother. And, and she's basically like, look, I don't want to give him up. So we can go to court and I'm going to fight you. And I'm going to say that you're an unfit mother and that you're an addict and that, you know, you do this and you do that and yada yada and uh the son's mother is basically like oh i'm gonna get him fuck you i'll see you in court okay so flash forward she's you know we we, we have a couple scenes then she's digging around in an evidence locker and uh we don't really know why and she, we see her pull out like some little packets of drugs from an evidence locker. Oh God! And so I was pretty sure I knew where I was going with that, but it's not. She's really it's, going it's, there. It's huh? not totally clear. Anyway, I mean, and, it sounds like what she's going to do is plant them drugs yep, to make yep. dude's mom. Okay, so maybe it was pretty clear. That's and, pretty clear, yeah. And uh, then she's hanging out at the bar. Evan Peters is there. 
Uh, he's drunk as shit. He had his. He actually graduated. His character graduated high school the same year we did. Hell so yeah. he's having his fifteenth uh, high, high school reunion at the bar. He's wasted. Fuck he yeah. and his bros are doing shots, man. They're oh, just a, co- they're just a bunch years. of you know thirty four year old dudes ripping JMO shots, man. Fucking having a. having some younglings. Fucking a man. Uh, maybe some Rolling Rocks. Whichever. That's you. You have two beer options in Pennsylvania. It's, you drink Youngling or you drink Rolling Rocks. That's it. And that's it. Yeah. And then shots of JMO. Uh, I used to crush Rolling Rocks back in the day, <laughs> weirdly enough. I got into this weird phase where I was like, I'm a Rolling Rock guy now. Well, so what's weird is that we, and it must be the distributors, but you can find Rolling Rock here. It's really hard to find Youngling in Texas. Oh, yeah, that shit's impossible to find. Uh, but like, you'll pop up to North Carolina, a place I used to go for work all the time. And then and it was all over everywhere. the place. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just the way it's like regionally distributed, it distributed is, is weird. Uh, anyway. He kind of hits on Mare because he's shit faced. Oh yeah, and, and Mare kind of talks about how he's she's like she's trying to she's trying to drink her way out of a bad decision. Ooh. So we fast forward a little bit. Uh, Chief comes knocking. That bad on, decision being planting the drugs. That is what it turns out to be. Chief knocks on her door a couple days later. Uh, says that uh, I think I think the mom's name is Casey. I think real mom's name is Casey, but I, I could be mistaken there. Anyway. We're going to go with Casey for now. Casey. Uh, Casey was pulled over last night, and uh, she had heroin on her. Oh, so she went the full, <laughs> planted the H on her. And the big pussy bump and Sarah. <laughs> and uh, she says that, uh, and the chief basically is like, I know it was you. Those, oh. those drug packets had like very special indication stickers on them. Oh, Mary, you And jackass. you signed out of the log at the station in the evidence locker two days ago. And you knocked down the number of packets of heroin from like 46 to 44. So you kind of left a paper trail too. Oh, man. Uh, please give me your gun and badge and don't even think about continuing on the Eric McMenamin case. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Give me your gun and badge. Yeah, gun and That's badge. That's the worst baby. thing that can happen to a cop. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah, so now we're going into See, that's the other thing that's crazy about this. Every all the beats in this show are very are, are I don't want to call them cliché, but they're very they're standard for procedurals, right? How many times have we seen shows and movies where it's like that's it, you crossed the line one too many times. Give me your gun and Give badge. Give me your gun and badge. Yeah. Gun and badge right now. Slide yeah. it on over. Is and it... don't you dare think about continuing to work this case <laughs> like I know you want to so bad. Guess what? Take yeah. a wild guess. She gonna be working on the case still? Yes. Yeah, because they always do. Yeah, and, but and, and it doesn't I'm matter because see... I'm like I, because I love the show so much. I'm like this shit is good. Okay, so I'll give you like <laughs> I'll give you one way they've they've found a way to differentiate or at least to make it to make it interesting is like so when they introduced at the end of episode two that uh that little that the little girl tells whoever's mom hey listen doofus that just got shot. That's not the real dad of the baby. Right. It's actually Frank, and that's why I don't want to tell the cops, because Frank's ex is the cops. And then the mom goes and tells Frank's ex, who's our main character mm-hmm. from the Titanic, and uh, <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. Her ex-husband is going to be like some kind of, like, I don't even know. How old is the girl that was passed supposed to 17, be? 17, I think. So, like, on some fucking illegal underage shit. Mm-hmm. This is fucking weird can't believe we're doing this again on another show or documentary damn it you're kind of it was kind of a bummer i was just like oh no and then almost immediately in episode three when i mean first of all i'll tell you again rewatching one and two as i got to do i was like this motherfucker didn't do this yeah yeah i don't think so like he was way too genuine and it wasn't like um 
Hugh Grant in that show we right, recently right. watched, yeah, the, uh, the, the Undoing. undoing. Uh-huh. It wasn't like that. It was like for real, for real. Like you could just read that it was like, I mean, and then I started thinking about casting decisions, which I think play a really big part in this show, man. Because Guy Pierce's character is giving me all types of weird fucking vibes. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with this cat. Like, <laughs> no one has ever more overplayed the hand of, hey, come to my event so you can see that other chicks like me too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. then the chick shows up in like every show or TV or movie ever. Yes, you you work the gr- the group of four girls mm-hmm. that you're surrounded by, but then the second you see her, you oh, go. Oh, excuse me, excuse you me. Go. Ladies, sh- ladies. Yes, you go. <laughs> This fool hit nothing. He looked over and was like, that's right, bitch. Yeah. And then went right back to, I was like, wait, what? You're way overplaying this hand. This is horrible. Well, and then on their date in, in, in episode three, he's like, yeah, I used to hook up with a lot of ladies. He's a like, lot of ladies. Just he's like, a, a lot of ladies. I'd wake up every morning and I was just like, oh, I don't want a relationship with you. Oh, I don't want a relationship You're giving with him you. so much credit here. It, it, it was so much. <laughs> I wish happened, he had said it that it way. It happened dozens of times. Dozens. He was like, "Yeah, for many, many years, every single day, I woke up next to a different person I didn't want to. I didn't want to know." And it was like, "God damn, that's really dark. It's a really dark thing to tell somebody you're trying to like, you know, get to." Yeah, but then again, and but I mean, you know what Ma- you Mayor to her part was just like, "Congrats on the sex." Yeah. Well, I think the older you get, the more it's just like, "Just tell me your shit, bro." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just fucking hit me with it. What is it? <laughs> You psycho. What, where are the bodies? Show them to me. Let's just get this over with. I'm serious. Like I think the older you get, that's the more it is. I mean, we're in our 30s now, I'm, right, and, and right. I've got a little bit of experience here. Um, but so Guy Pierce is giving me weird vibes. I'm just like, in general, they're doing a phenomenal job of making me question every single one of the candidates. Like, I don't think the guy from the office did it. I'm 98% sure, but I'm yeah. still not willing to say right. all of the way I'm certain because you never know. Yeah, you just never know. But they've got this, the, the freaking Deacon, the freaking Deacon. Oh, did you see what he did at the end of the episode? No, because that was another piece of it. What do you do? Uh, it, it, they they tried to go talk to him again. Okay, he doesn't answer. We see him like peeking through the window, looking down at them, being all creepy. Okay, and then like right towards the end of the episode, we see him driving uh over a bridge, and he stops the car, and he gets the pink bike out of the back of his car and throws it off the bridge. Dun, dun, dun. My man. So. What did he do? So the second, like, uh, the first watch through when the other guy at the church asks him, like, hey, didn't you do some, like, mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm. after hours work right, with, right. with uh, Denise or whatever her name Aaron, was? Yeah. Aaron. And, and he's like, yeah, just maybe not nearly enough. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, Okay, that was the weirdest <laughs> possible answer, guys. So, like, frankly, even with all the other stuff that we've been presented, he was my number one, right. like, what's this dude's deal? And then when they interview him at the beginning of episode three, which I did see, I he, he uh, he's very strange. He's an odd yeah. dude. And and there were things about what he said, obviously, like, you could take a, a, a couple few different ways. And it was just like, wait, what is this guy's fucking deal? So for him to have yeah. the bike, but here's the thing they'd love to do with these Barrett... It's a classic thing they it love is. to do with these. It is. They show him throwing the bike out, and then there's some perfectly reasonable explanation for why he had the bike, but he's a dumbass, and, and he didn't scared. tell the cops, yep. and he's scared, and of yep. course it looks like it was him. Yep. So he's trying to, yeah, I they, mean. They, they have been throwing out so many, like, shots, like, oh, maybe it's this guy, maybe it's this guy, maybe it's this guy, maybe it's this guy, that, that but I'm seeing through it, because I'm all the way back around uh-huh. the circle, uh-huh. back to the boyfriend. Guy Pierce. No, 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 no. Back to Aaron's baby daddy. Oh. 
Oh. Right? Because he was the main suspect, but then like we just we just suddenly were like, nah, it can't be him. He got shot. And it's not his kid. I kind of removed all the culpability for me. For maybe him. it's not his kid. We don't maybe know. We don't, have the, we don't have the results of the paternity test. And back. maybe he found out but it wasn't his kid. Maybe he found out it wasn't his kid. Exactly. And went, exactly. Pop, pop. Yeah. Two shots. I'm all the way, I'm all the way back around to him because it's like they've been throwing out too many red herrings and like, like oh, maybe it's this guy. Maybe it's this guy. Maybe it's this guy. It would be fucking hilarious if the drunk piece of shit dad was right. Was right. <laughs> And they have to go like apologize. I'm, I'm assuming he's locked up at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not allowed to uh, to, to take justice into your own hands. That's the thing about the uh, the law. Yeah, you can't. It turns out just go get the dude you think did a thing, and That's then drag him out to the woods and shoot him, and right. then go to the police station and tell them without going to like get locked up and go to jail. Also, also, I've been thinking about this. If you ever get in your car uh-huh. and somebody is in the car with you and they have a gun on you and they're like, drive, drive out to the woods where there's nobody. Maybe don't do it. Because you're because done. It, yeah, and I know that, like, you know, we've never been in that situation. You, the fear takes over. You're doing anything to save your life. But, sure. like, you get in that car at a gas station with people around, and he puts a gun on you, you just jump right out and scream. Maybe you get shot. Maybe you don't. But, but like, at least you got a chance, But at then. least you got a chance. Yeah. And what's he going to do? Get out of the car and just, like, shoot you right under the lights of the gas station? At the very least, it's like— He's in like, the back seat. It's a two-door Bronco. If they're, like— It's going to be hard for him to get out. If they <laughs> If they're like drive, I'm like, and they're and they're like drive now, or I'm gonna pull the trigger. Like, fine, fine, okay, but drive for a little bit. Like, give yourself some time to strategize. Like, come up with a strategy, then execute. You do not go where they want you to go. <laughs> then you die. Especially when it's, that's the end of the drive. Especially when it's like the yeah, the dead nowhere middle of the woods. The end of the drive is that you get shot. <laughs> Why would you do that drive? Drive out to where there's nobody, and it's in the woods, and there's a creek nearby. You know what I think my move is. It's to like slyly somehow get it down to about fifteen miles an hour and jump and jump and out. Fucking yeah, hit the ejector button. I'm 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 hitting the gas with it about at, right at fifteen. Okay, okay. So that he's like a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. hitting the door open, <laughs> and then I'm fucking diving out, bro. And if he wants to jump in the driver's seat and turn around and run me over, that's on him. <laughs> but I pick my spot, obviously, you know, yeah, somewhere yeah, where I can yeah. get into like a fucking cornfield. No, I'm kidding. That's what they would do in the movies. And then you get run <laughs> down because that's a cornfield. So anyway, yeah, we so, walked through that. I'm glad we got through this strategic session about what we would do. That's yeah, it's smart. So you think it's the boyfriend again. I think it's I'm Guy back Pierce. around to the boyfriend. Because yeah. think about it. Guy Pierce the is the only one they haven't put any maybe on. Because, But the night that... He, Mare was with him the entire almost the entire night oh. that that she that she was killed. Really? Yeah, that's the night. That's the first night at the bar when she sleeps with him. And then I think there's even like a timestamp somewhere that they give you where she like doesn't get home until three a.m. See, or something. they really don't want you to think it's Guy Pierce. Yeah, I mean, maybe he snuck out in the dead of night. He's a cannibal. I don't know. He's a sex addict. That's why he's <laughs> talking to all those women. I now. I don't know what his purpose is. Yeah, what's he's, his fucking like, deal, man? He's just kind of hanging out over See, here. See, that's and, what I mean. Everybody else, is, they're, they're pointing us at him. Yeah. Except so. for Guy Pierce. Strange. Um, I also just want to add that, that the, the daughter of, uh, of uh, uh, whatever, they're all related and friends, and the whole mm-hmm. goddamn town knows each other. I love the joke in, in episode three where he finally says, like, is there anyone you're not related yeah. to? And she's like, no. <laughs> um, the one that beat the shit out of Aaron in the woods? Yes, yeah, Brianna. I just want to add that Brianna is, in fact, quite the little bitch. <laughs> Uh, that that chick sucks, dude. Perfectly cast, by the yeah, way. Yeah, she like, deserves every bit of what she got, though. But yes, perfect cast job. She, I mean, she's just very, very hateable. She is. And that, I mean, she's doing the role. She's doing her face. She's doing the role. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Wait. Yeah, whatever. Noises. 
Um, okay, so did I miss anything else? No, that's that's it. I'm loving it. I don't, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, and I also don't know who the fuck uh, actually did this, but Mayor derailing and losing her gun and badge. Wow. Deacon throwing the bike out of the car. Yeah, wow. See it. Mayor of Easttown, captivating stuff mm-hmm. for the thirsty nation of... Uh, consumers that we are what else what else you want to talk about um, I, wa- I, I want to i want i want to pick your brain here because pick it we just had a a very very sexy trailer from marvel drop which phase not, four, baby. not only paid tribute to the first three phases of marvel and made us all get goosebumps and and was really like a hey re- remember remember the movies oh, I remember thanos god dude they're doing a good job of this remember avengers assemble hollywood being like <laughs> You want some of that popcorn, don't you, bitch? You can almost taste it. Yeah. So it was. It's it was, working. It was that, and it's it was super tight. And I was like, God, yes. And uh, as soon as Draft House releases tickets for Black Widow, I'm buying them. Um, when is that? When is that drop date? Because uh, here's, here's the thing. July. Oh, okay. So I got time. Um, at this point, and that, I'm, well, I'm, so that's where I was going though. Before you even start, do your thing. What What has happened to your Marvel rewatch? You seem to have been derailed. I've had to yell at people on Twitter uh-huh. and and the Discord. The court is strong. It is because they keep suggesting stuff for you to watch. And yeah, it, it'll be like stuff like that. Somebody is is, and I'm gonna try. I'll I'll try to watch ten minutes because I I I I like to listen to our listeners. Somebody is suggesting bad TV for you to watch. Yeah, it's so bad you need to see it. I say no. Stop that. Yeah, stop that. Trying to get me to watch Marvel. Stop that! I'm this guy has has twenty eight thousand movies to watch still. Yeah, um, I, I had like a Plus bunch two of series. We had a bunch of like one series random. No, first of all, personal events and professional events coincided that derailed my Marvel journey. You were doing you were partially. you were hot. You were on so, a hot streak. I was. I was moving through them, baby. And I'll get back on the train, I promise. It's We brought we brought production in-house here at Bolin Media, so we're recording everything and, and doing everything uh, here at our office, which is also my house. And uh, so that derailed us a bit. There were some other things here and there, but but in general, I am Welcome excited to, to get back into it. House. Yeah, Maybe it just, you I you know, I fell off. I fell off the fucking Marvel train. It Thor partially derailed me. <laughs> He's very handsome, and it was funny, but but I wasn't emotionally moved. You're 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 all you're you're getting very close to phase two. You you'll have the first Avengers movie, oh which closes God, out I'm phase not even one. In phase two. And then, but you're, yeah, the, you wait. Need I'm to get on an Avengers movie now. You're you're close. Okay. What do I have next, though? See? See, it's something unexciting that's been, like, unmotivating. I'm not sure. Yeah. Nobody is, because there's 47, 47 movies. I mean, but, uh, I mean, really, if you if you wanted to, if you if you don't feel the need to be a completist, mm-hmm. like, we, we could give you a list of, like, okay, these are the ones you need to watch. I do feel the need to be a completist, though. That's the problem, yeah. because I'm weird about this shit. Anyway, I will get back on the train, I promise. Let's talk about this trailer, though. Yeah, the trailer, the trailer. The trailer. So... So I, I already alluded to the uh, the first half of the trailer, which was you know very uh, tear jerking and kind of like pulled tugged on the heartstrings a little bit. And, they stroked uh, themselves some. They were like, yeah, "God, look yeah. at what we've done." Yes, exactly. It was and, the Tom Hanks I, scene in Castaway. And I, <laughs> I have made fire. And I was like, yeah. "Yeah, that was pretty tight." And then they showed us a few, a little bit of a few clips from some of the movies that are about to come out, namely two, the next two in the the in the run. Uh, Black Widow, which has been delayed over and over again, we know about this one. We've seen trailers for it, so we that wasn't totally new and exciting or, or surprising. Yeah. Although I do just want to say, I am so stoked to see Florence Pugh just lay a smack down and be sisters with uh, with Scarjo. Oh yeah, I'm just very jacked for that. Florence Pugh, awesome. Um, 
damn, what was that show that we that we watched on FX or that Scott I watched? Yeah. Little Drummer Boy, I think it was called, which was super dope. That's where I kind of like fell in love with her, uh, you know, as a, as a performer first. So just she's doing big things. Very excited for Black Widow. Sure. And then new scenes and new footage. Maybe or maybe the first time we've seen footage from Eternals, which features Rob Stark, Salma Hayek riding a horse. Oh God. And Angelina Jolie, oh, God. which I did not realize was happening. Yes. It's also the movie that uh, Kumail Nanjani got jacked for. Huge. So we've got that that to look forward to. Huge. And cherry on top, this is the film, Marvel's first, by the way, directed by an Academy Award winner. This is Chloe Zhao yep. directing, who just yeah. won all the awards, all award season long, and then took home the Oscar for Best Film and Best Director yes. on Nomadland. Nomadland. So big, big stuff. That's coming in November. And then, and then they and hit then, you. Then they hit you with like the oh Shang Chi is the other one. Shang Chi might be coming up before Eternals. Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh yeah, there's there's rings and there's ten of them. And there's ten of them. And then though, and movie. then and then Black and Panther, then. Wakanda Forever. Well, so then it just gave you like the the big like metal like clanks as it was like, and then, boom, boom. Boom! Yes. Boom! And it yes. went all the way until summer 2023 with all the titles and like their their month and year release dates, and it was just like you know you're Randy Marsh getting some of that giving some of that internet money. Yeah, uh, just in the tent is just out, covered ca- out California way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, the tent's just covered in in jism. Um, because wow, what yeah, a lineup! Because it is it's pretty incredible. You got Guardians three, you got uh, Spider Man three, you got Ant Man three, you got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Just, just, just um, admire that for a second. Ant Man three, Paul, my man's Paul Rudd is getting a a three movie Marvel deal. That's insane. People make Ant Man jokes and shit. Like, <laughs> like Ant Man is like a piece of pop. Somebody made a joke on something I was watching the other day about Ant Man, and I was like, the it was Mar- related to Captain time Marvel travel. sequel called The Marvels. It was related to time travel, so I think Ant Man does some traveling in time. Quantum Mania. I don't fucking know, Barrett. You know, Doctor I don't Strange and the uh, Multiverse of Madness. Like, seen that one though, like the OG one. I seen it. Remember, Marvel people. I seen it. That one got that one coming. Fucking a. It's just, it's just. I, it, it. You know what? It, it, what it did very, very well. What it do? What it do? Uh. It 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 felt really really good because it was like. Movies are going to come back. Yeah, no, I'm horny for this now. I, I've always, I've always been of that opinion. But then you keep having things like the ArcLight in LA is all like I going know. out of business, and it's just like, and and everything keeps moving to streaming, and you're like, oh my god, is this actually, is it actually going to go away? Yeah, but like that McConaughey video, it started everything. Well, McConaughey, and then this, and it was just like, okay, somehow, some way, later this year, even like, this shit is coming back. We are going back to theaters. Oh yeah, dude. No, because why the I'm fuck not fucking we? watching Eternals? On at home on my couch. The more I think about it, if, if there will be a breaking point where like it's it's not that like everything will go back to normal. I don't think like there will be a percentage of people that never go back to the way they lived before. Yeah, and that's sad. But bro, I I yeah, I'm going to the fucking movies. That's one of the only things I enjoy doing. <laughs> I'm not gonna not do it once I'm vaccinated and everybody else is vaccinated. Yeah. Like because because there won't be a reason not to anymore. You know, mm-hmm. fuck it. I wasn't licking the seats before, bro. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are doing out there, but I wasn't. I was. I was already minimally touching fucking everything in the movie theater. I was like, my ass is in the seat. I'm eating any of the popcorn that touches me or lands on my body, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's it. 
That's it. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Psyched for the movies. But it was very tight. Uh, Not for, and hopefully for my AMC stock, I look forward to that paying off in oh, yeah, 2046 yeah. Oh, or sure, so. Oh, sure, hon. Yeah, sure, I, I bought it at the top, Barrett. I bought it at the top. Okay. Other big news from me, and it, and then it will it will segue into a Barrett okay. update on Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah. So I walk into the uh, the bedroom the other night, and girlfriend is watching Handmaid's Tale. And uh, and I, I kind of did a double take, and I went, huh? what, what, are you, what are you watching? And uh, she was like, Handmaid's Tale. And I was like, oh, Yeah. You like you like you like Handmaid's Tale? And she was like, Yeah, Handmaid's Tale. I'm getting caught up on Handmaid's Tale. What the fuck's wrong with you? This is one of the shows I watch. And I was like, You what you watching Handmaid's Tale? And she was like, What is wrong with you? And I was like, Okay, okay, I'm gonna can I can I sit down and watch some of this with you? Things aren't going well in Gilead. So was she watching some of the new episodes? Yeah. 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 She's getting caught up. She's in the newest season. Yeah. And and um uh so you know how um the chick from Mad Men stayed behind to see if her, she could like yeah, save her yes. other kid or uh, whatever. June, our main our main character. Yeah, June. You know how she stayed behind, and then I went, "That's it, I'm done," and I never watched <laughs> another episode. So it turns out I was right, and staying behind wasn't the fucking move, <laughs> Barrett. Because guess what? Uh, they basically just torture the shit out of her. That's it. That's what yeah, I've seen. Which was what? How, how novel was that? Right, June or any other handmaids ending up getting tortured again in Gilead. Crazy. I mean, I, wild I, stuff. There. When she was sitting there and making the decision and going, well, okay, pros and cons of getting in this train or van or plane, or I can't even fucking remember how she was going to escape because she almost escaped so many times before she finally escaped and then didn't escape Ross, because she look, chose not to. Can I blow your mind? Blow my mind. The, the, the one that you're talking about is season two. Guess what? She does the exact same thing at the end of season three. Only this time, instead of getting her baby out, they get like 86 kids out. And a bunch of Rita and a bunch of Rita's or a bunch of Martha's and uh, children, and June stays behind again. What is wrong with her? <laughs> she has to get her. She has to get her other Hold daughter. On, you're out. telling me you people, meaning you and everyone else still watching the show, my girlfriend included. So you're all watching this, and they did it again. Let, let Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Be clear. I bailed on on season three. Okay. At the same time that you did, I think. We we or maybe I got one. Yeah, we got ep- fed ma- up, dude. Maybe I got one one or two episodes further than you did. But I I was like I, I'm out. It was the hospital episode. I I I could not take it. I was like, no, no more. I, I'm done. This is torture. Porn. This is yeah. And and the the story is just like refuses to move in any other direction than this. So and it's still going. It's been two years. Season, you know, I've I've had time to chill out. Laura was excited about uh, about season four coming back. She did finish season three. I, I I went on a trip or something, and and she crushed the rest of the episodes. And I was like, okay, fine. I like like I said last week, I needed a chip on the table to 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 make to to get momentum and continuing to watch the Nick. Right as well. You really work so, in the so neck. I, so I made I made my one for one uh, <gasps> compromise. I I went to the table. I knew what I wanted. I got what Look I. Look at this guy. It's called relationshiping. And um, <laughs> so and, and then we're you know we're we're queued up. We're we're watching some of the episodes. We're getting ready to watch some of the episodes this this past weekend. The first three that released. And I was like, okay, well, I, I don't want, I don't need to watch some like fifteen minute refreshers. So let me just see what I can find online. And I found like oh, this this very concise article that was like, here's all the things that happened at the end of season three and where we left them off. Okay. And I read them and I was like, okay, this yeah, this seems like a little bit of progress. Like, I'm, I'm this sounds interesting. Sure. And maybe season three really like it swung upwards and 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 we're you know maybe. we're 
we're gonna hit the ground running here and 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 things are things are gonna be different this time Ross they're gonna be different this time things are gonna be different um so we watched the the first three episodes over this past weekend and episode one was just kind of meh it was so so I, did, I didn't have too many feelings about it although it it did bring up some of the things that I remember not liking about it uh <laughs> namely the fact that this after after episode one, my, my thing was like, okay, I, I understand that this show is about like women being oppressed and them overcoming their oppressors. Yeah, but dude, there has to but, be. But there, there is so it it's it is like Game of Thrones got in trouble for this. Remember, this is why I called for the, it for the torture for, porn for gratuitous. Like, yeah, uh, there has to be a purpose. Animosity and violence towards women. And with Game of Thrones, just, you know, to be fair, like the main point of the story was not about women overcoming oppression in Game of Thrones, but people got fed up with it on on that show, even when it was serving some part of the story or some character development or some plot or whatever. And here it's like we jump right back into episode one and boom, it's just like women getting tortured and beat up and and and. You like yes, uh, that, that it's I, torture I, used, porn. I used the same word. It's like female torture porn, even in episode one. And, and so it's like because okay. it's hitting on that nerve, and I totally like, like I, you said. I get it. Gilead is awful to women. You, you, we've been beating this into the ground for three for three seasons now. Yeah. So that was that was kind of my beef with with episode one is that we just went right back to that. Well, episode two kind of shows some progress because it it did focus on on one of the things that I've always wanted more of, which is June taking down Gilead. Like let's see, like these people, June especially is a hardened spy at this point. So like let's move forward with that. And episode two kind of had some of that in there. It was getting interesting. Like they mixed it up a little bit. I was like, okay, all right, maybe so. And then episode three, and spoilers here if you're about to watch Handmaids, you know, through three through three episodes. Uh, just a, a little spoiler warning here again. But first third of episode three has more interesting things. June is making big sacrifices to protect a bunch of other handmaids who were with her getting all the kids on the plane yep. out into Canada at the end of last season. Yep. And she is, again, getting tortured by Aunt Lydia and a bunch of other bad dudes. I watched again. this. And she sacrifices two people who all know the gig. No, we're protecting these fucking handmaids because that's the game and we're taking this shit down and we're not playing around anymore. She lets them get pushed off roofs. Like it's this big, you know, it's this big moment. And I respect the shit out of it. And then they bring her daughter back into the fold. Yep. And this is where, uh, you know, I said a little bit of this on the Discord is I was talking to some of our listeners about it. June has way, way, way too much plot armor in this show. We know that she is the show. So we know that she can't actually die or, or anything seriously, seriously bad happen to her right even though it 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 goes beyond suspending disbelief that gilead would catch her again get her to admit where the handmaids are and then not kill her they would one million percent kill her she has caused so much havoc so much disruption she is almost single-handedly taking down this entire fucking country but they're gonna let her live still. I was watching Aunt Lydia talk to her, and and it was all I needed to know to know that I made the right decision when I walked away from this show because the fact that she was still alive in Aunt Lydia's presence, yeah, 
and I haven't seen who a spends the first episode season. saying that we need to put her on, on the on the G dang wall. Yeah, mind you. And I have I have not seen a full season of antics, and I still can't believe that she's alive at all. That that just goes to it. it that logic hole right there is like impossible for me to oversee. And it's the thing about this show. Like, I totally understand what this meant for women. This show, in particular, is first season, and 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 what it yep. symbolizes and represents, and why there is a a very strong um, pull to watch this show, and and why it's so intriguing for for women in particular. I totally get it. But at this point, they are. It is a like. We are long past the point where I felt like it was yeah. just over the top torture point because it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! If you're gonna do this, you've got to make progress. And what I kept seeing was like the ring around the rosy with uh, the uh, the original family she was with, yep. female character. Yes, who where the fuck is she at this point? Can so you... she she and Fred uh-huh. um, are, are are prisoners in Canada now. So okay. at least they did move that that part of the story somewhere different. That's nice. Yeah. So prisoners and for they, like because they were bad. Yes, and um, that's good. So uh, she too though not she didn't get out of that somehow because they were trying to Serena, like Serena. They were uh, trying to show Serena as like this potentially sympathetic character that might need saving, they, and I was they, like, please they keep, no. They keep going back and forth on her. She okay. is she's the greatest character in the show. She is she was both the reason terribly evil and also like shows heart in in different moments. She was um, the main reason I walked away because I was like, nope, sorry, you so, can't have an unreadable character that she, doesn't. She actually, she actually is is like essentially works with the Canadian authorities to turn in Fred, and then Fred turns on her and gets her arrested for uh, for forcing a sexual assault, basically, which yeah. she does with Nick and June. Yeah. Um. And so now they're now they're like battling each other while they're both prisoners in Canada, basically. Okay, let's just shoot them both. But I uh, yeah. So that you know we, we spend all this time showing how badass Serena, I mean uh, June, is now. But then we we know, and they wait. That why, why didn't they just go to the daughter first? They know that that's her one crippling weakness. Yeah, she's giving me Carrie Matheson vibes at this point because she is simultaneously oh, the best yeah. and the worst spy on earth. Oh, you don't want to go to Carrie. Never the, go full Carrie. The Matheson. only difference is that Carrie Matheson didn't give two shits about her daughter. Yep. June only cares about her daughter, which is her which is her fault. So Barrett, what I her, saw like, here not her fault. Her her her. Her Achilles heel. I saw her daughter in a giant clear box. Yeah, and her daughter doesn't want her, doesn't recognize her, is scared of her, wants terrified, nothing to do with her. Terrified of her. And she still gives up her handmaids because her daughter is sitting here being threatened. Hey, in Barrett, a glass box. Barrett, why is she in a giant glass box? They, they've put her there to 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 use against June, to give June, to get June to give them the handmaids. Oh, because that was a necessary step in that fucking process. Hey guys, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to use June's daughter, but step 1 of this process is you guys are going to go build a fucking gigantic 30 <laughs> square foot cubic. It's their prisoner box. They've, Dude, they've got them all over the place. This is re- this show is absurd. Well, and let me, can I get to the Did you yes. finish this episode? No, okay, so here I'll tell you let me tell you what I saw and you tell me when this occurred in the scope of things that you're talking about. June and a whole bunch of handmaids are are making a run for it. Because they're all about to die again because mm-hmm. this is Handmaid's Tale. Yep. And and June and the one who's missing a fucking eye from mm-hmm. season one, yep. who's still here somehow and alive, even though she's batshit crazy and can't <laughs> stop making stupid decisions. Yes. She's another Carrie Matheson. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that one and her, uh, they're running and they're running, and then everyone else dies except them two. Yes. And 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 I mean everyone else. That's the end of episode three. So if and if, if you didn't put all this together... 
They don't kill June after she gives up the handmaids. They round them all up and they're like, guess what? Now you're not going to positions with commanders. Now instead, we're just sending you out to a labor farm where you'll, where you'll also be ritualistically raped on the uh, in the name of continuing to give birth to more children. Tight. So all I of thought these... we already did that though in like uh, season two. We, we we've done all of this before. Ross. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, just wanted to that's make sure because I specifically remember avoiding these we labor caught, farms and get, then even visiting we one. We get caught. Well, these because the, the girl from the uh, new labor farm is an Gilmore even girl. worse situation. But the Gilmore girl was yeah. at one after they took her clit. Yeah, she made it to Canada. They took her clitoris. Barrett. So so yeah so the so the the new wrinkle is here in season four is that you got caught by Gilead again. But this time we're sending you to an even worse place. That's not, <laughs> yeah. So, like, that stopped working so long and ago. Again, the, yes, what you saw was them seeing an opportunity to break out of this van, taking them this to this the worst place yet. And then one guy and survives. And they don't kill Aunt Lydia. She's sitting right there. They have her little zapper thing. They should have beat the shit out of her. Yep. And they just continue to make like just oh, illogical oh, hey, Barry, you decisions. know what's crazy about that? You know what's crazy pee. about Why that? Don't you kill Aunt Lydia, I wait till he gets back dude, to the car, and then fucking Barry, stab him in the neck. I've already seen run. that. I already seen that scene where where Aunt Lydia gets like kicked down the stairs, and then instead of finishing her, they fucking leave her to recover. Because why the fuck would you kill her, Barrett? That wouldn't make any sense. It's like uh, Batman yeah. and the Joker. They need each other. These fucking losers. Episode three. <laughs> Everybody in Gilead. Yeah. Can suck one. This all this all made my blood boil. All, this the entire back half okay. of episode three. It's just made beautiful. My freaking blood boil. It's beautiful that that's all I saw. I was sitting on the couch fuming. I was there for twenty minutes, Barrett. And I would. And I, by the end of it, I was like, I made the best choice I've ever made by stopping this show. I will again. I draw. draw I, I I was talking to Laura after these first three episodes. And I think she she did not like episode three again. Nobody wants to rehash this shit. Who watch who likes this? But who? but I, I also feel the need to say, like, at this point, this show might be very, very specifically for women. And it and 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 there there is we we just simply but cannot understand this. Because that's I, fine. Because I feel like it's asking me to make a bunch of logical jumps. That you're that not willing I, to make. That I don't think women are really able to make either, but Maybe they make more sense if you know what it's like to love a child. Yes, I guarantee they do. But it's just that it's it's yeah. There's that. But even we then, can't line that up with anything logically as dudes who don't have kids. Even then, Aunt Lydia, who has tortured you and beaten yeah. you, and who who is you know the devil incarnate basically, and is a and is a threat to you ever getting your daughter back because she is continually there as an obstacle every step of the way. You're not going to kill her. Any chance you get, you have to enter. You have to enter. Just like they have to end June. Yeah. And, and that, then it makes so, no so, sense so that both, they don't. And both sides won't do it. And just continuing this loop and this... this this. It kind of makes me feel like a, like a stupid asshole, though, when I'm watching it and they just keep doing the same thing to me over and over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, look. I, I Hey, I'll give you an example. I loved Californication. And that was probably a, a show that it was more male audience-driven because it was mostly Hank Moody going around banging women. Uh, I feel like that wasn't a chick-friendly show for, for, for most of its seasons. Well, they ran out of juice two seasons in. I'll argue Handmaid's Tale ran out after one, and I'll argue that till my dying day. <laughs> but they ran out of juice a couple seasons in, and they couldn't stop. So they just kept doing the same shit. And about four or five seasons in, it was like, okay, guys, what the hell? But 
it wasn't torture porn. It was the opposite. It was Hank Moody banging hot chicks. Yeah, it was a lifestyle porn. Well, now that I'm looking at it, I mean, his, he was kind of a piece of shit. But it didn't matter. Nobody cared about Hank. That's the thing. You're supposed to care about June. Like, by, by season four of California Cajun, I was like, I don't care. Hank is a piece. Whatever. I'm here for the ride and the jokes and the laughs. Ha-ha. Yeah, so California Cajun. Maybe it was the men's version of, of Handmaid's Tale. But what I'm Tale. saying is this version of it, like this Handmaid's Tale version of it, is only pain and suffering. Like, there, is, right, yeah, there aren't yeah. laughs. There's not hot dude abs no, being, there, like, there flashed is, on the... There is zero humor in this show. Like, and the, but there's no sexiness to it on either side either. It's, like, the, least, it's the least funny show of all time. And the least sexy. <laughs> it is. Even the sex scenes aren't sexy because they're sad. But I, and 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 again, like I I I hear what we say out loud. I don't want to say that a show has to have sex or has to have humor. It doesn't. No, but, but you have to be enjoyable. But, but when as a, sh- as a story, you don't even have to do that. But when a show is, is at some point, you so, do is so committed to darkness and violence. At the very least, you have to move the story forward and continue to make a and continue to be logical. Like here's the thing, with Barry, that violence. If I'm watching a story about with the Holocaust, at some point, World War II fucking ended. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. somebody did something and it stopped. This is the opposite of that. This is this. It's it's like the same shit over and it's just beating your. And I, I and yes, like I said, I totally get this hits on some note. But I at this point, what I'm saying is, I feel bad for the audience of this show. Because they are failing to move the ball forward in a way that is in any way productive. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's my Handmaid's Tale bashing for the year. <laughs> season three. What season are we on? Season four this is or season five? Season four. Yeah. Season four bashing. Uh, you wanted to touch on the upcoming SNL hosts, I believe? I did. I did. Let's. Uh, we can wrap it up after this. But Everybody we, knows Elon Musk. But we've got a couple of good ones. This weekend is Elon Musk with host Miley Cyrus. And then uh, the. Wait, the, Elon Musk. I'm sorry, Elon Musk with musical, with musical guest, guest Miley, Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. Does um, that mean she will also participate in sketches? Because Miley's quite probably. good. And I feel like they're going to need to lean on her pretty heavily because Elon <laughs> is a fucking robot. <laughs> uh, it, but then, honestly, more exciting, less salacious, but more exciting is the following week is Anya Taylor-Joy, Queen's Gambit. I'm much more excited about this. With musical guest uh, Lil Nas X. Oh, yes. Who Let's do some fucking Montero. Love, who loves the devil and is a bad influence on our children, and I cannot wait. Um, Can I say something about him? Can I give up my little Nas X take? Go for it. I think he is the best uh, living marketing person in music. He's very good. I think he's the best in music. Um, Just like Gene Parmesan, he's very good. uh, Yes, a ridiculous amount of hits. Or is it, or is it, is it, the lawyer is it uh barry barry that's very he's good. also very good <laughs> he's also very good um but no he seriously is like he's it's look this note has been played over and over lady gaga played this note uh madonna madonna Marilyn played manson. this note prince played this note marilyn manson played this note eminem played this yeah. note look and i went and watched his video this is the best most beautifully played version of this note i've seen yet it was the least offensive thing i've seen in a while <laughs> Him giving a lap dance to the devil. To like a CGI devil. Was LOL funny. Yeah, it was. And the song is a fucking bop. Yeah. And this dude is awesome. And he's awesome on Twitter. And I think he's like a great representative of his generation in general. Uh, He's great. I'm a huge fan of his is what I'm saying. So low key, the dude who made fucking, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road, became like one of the most influential I mean, this dude's like 20 years old or some shit. Yeah. It's cra- he's crazy talented. So anyway, I'm just stoked on him in general. He, he, uh, I'll just add that, that he was, 
it's been impressive to see this 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 kind of this bit from him because he was very much at risk of being like like very 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 easily could have been a flash in the pan oh one, one, hit, one hit wonder bye bye yeah everybody so thought for, he would for be. him to continue making solid music and then also like kind of know that he needs to push some buttons and to continue elevate to continue elevating his like profile and his celebrity and his persona uh yeah it's brilliant masterfully done and yeah. the com- it's you have to have a, a level of composure to pull off what he's doing that yeah. that no one has so that's why it's it's really cool to see him handle it so well yeah. and and like very, very open with the struggle of it too like sometimes he'll be like i'm getting off twitter for a week this shit's gotten heavy yeah peace um so uh, obviously the the one that has more to talk about is is the one coming up this weekend because uh, casting elon musk to host has been a uh, very controversial, controversial among, and and when I say controversial here on this one, this is one that I specifically. This is one of many instances that is quote unquote controversial, because Twitter made it controversial. Yes, as it is wont to do. Yes, Twitter's very dramatic. Um, here's my take on this. One, it's not controversial. It shouldn't be controversial. Billionaires are allowed to exist. Yes, that, that that's just they are. Uh, yeah. regardless like is like, the take that you shouldn't have a billionaire <laughs> on the show because what I love about I, what I love about the anti-billionaire thing and this is is probably a little edgy in some way in some circles if you're sensitive uh, uh the Elon thing is the best example because like dude was like okay cars are terrible and terrible for the environment I'm going to reinvent the car because I want to make the world a better place and then he did that and it made him a billionaire so if you don't want billionaires how do we like Eh? And I get it. Like, oh, you're supposed to tax them more after the fact or whatever. Okay, yeah, but you're going to go need to take a look at the tax code, son, because yeah. this shit's mad complicated, and it's essentially the whole thing is written so that it gives guys like him incentive to do what they do so that they don't have to pay taxes. Yes. And it, it, not understanding the fundamentals of that prevents you from giving a take on it. So people that are like, ah, billionaires shouldn't exist, it's like... Yeah, probably not, but also, like, you have to go look at the fundamental shit that's behind this before you just have a general blanket take that you don't like billionaires. Yeah, right, and 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 I don't want I don't want our conversation here to take away from the fact that I think we are both very well aware that the wealth gap is a serious it's problem. It's a fucking massive and, problem, and, 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 and there's the, more like, they can the do. The valley fix. that's being created, and the ever you know the whole thing, where like what yeah, is but it like? This guy's not 50, our fifty enemy. Americans own more wealth than the entire bottom half of America yes. combined is an obvious problem. Yes, but it's not. It, but but yet. This guy's not the enemy, though. But Elon Pretending Musk is, he is not is the enemy. Crazy. And, and honestly, I don't even like Elon. I have a fucking Tesla. I think this dude's a, a really annoying dork for the most part. And I'm worried about Saturday because he's going to tank his fucking stock <laughs> and I have money in there. And this is not financial advice. But like, if for the most part, I want him to shut up and be is quiet. There, is, there, is that a meme? Is everybody saying it's not financial advice because it's a bit? No, people say that because... Um, before the meme stonks happened and and the pandemic happened, uh-huh. y- nobody can just go around being like, "Hey, buy this stock," because you're you could be you technically like that's the you're like pumping up this stock. If you're an influencer, you can't be on Twitter like, "Hey, everybody, go buy AMC." Okay, and then everybody goes and buys AMC, and you sell AMC, yeah, okay, okay, and then okay. that's market manipulation. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the SEC comes for that ass. Okay, so everybody just throws out the blanket statement of this is not financial <laughs> advice, which they think covers them for everything. Uh-huh. And the meme at this point is that it really doesn't. Yeah, y- y- it's just funny. Okay, and All the right. SEC will never, ever, ever, ever be able to unravel the amount of shit that has occurred in the last year and a half. So it doesn't matter. Um, 
Yeah, the the honestly, the worst thing that Elon Musk did, the, w- w- all the shit getting dredged up, is when he was um, dismissive of the coronavirus at the beginning of the pandemic last year, and was well, like, "Oh, there's the going to be zero cases in America by Look, April." Guys, and that, it's the like, same as with athletes and and, and celebrities. We shouldn't be looking at people like with like 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 LeBron James and being like, "All right, let's all get our, like build our whole lives off their morals and ethics." Like, bro, he makes fucking cars and solar panels and like is trying to take us all to Mars. Let him do his thing. But Elon is not some like like God that we all need to look at and judge off everything yeah. he does. He's a fucking goofball. The dude loves Dogecoin and like memes and anime and that's it. Like he's a human child. It's like Kanye. Yeah. Like you have to have this level of weird genius disconnect from the rest of the world. And as such, he's going to go do wild shit like SNL. Because he's fucking Elon Musk. And but I, he is definitely not the enemy. No. And I think that in, in Elon's case, you... He's a great example of like, let's weigh his his good with his bad. Mm-hmm. Like, tally that shit up. What, do you think he's doing more good for the world with SpaceX and Tesla and and all that, or do you think he's doing more harm to the world by like accumulating wealth? It's like a, you know, we'll, we'll never forget the the little the meme of like they profit off of our labor. Like, yeah. yep, that's how it works. Um, sorry. So, what? Well, <laughs> I. I'm excited to see what happens. It's it's a big name. It's interesting. They don't usually get somebody like a CEO to get this. Well, but also he's that, he is the personality of like a literal fucking robot and looks like a Bond villain. So it will right. So it's it's and and guess what? I'm sure they make fun of a lot. I, Elon is down to play, is what I think. And I think that the, I I don't think that he's going to be sitting in those writing room writing rooms being like, no, we can't go there. No, we can't go there. I he's. I think see, he'll do anything. He, I think he'll do anything. Now, he la- tweeted out the Doge father, which I'm concerned with the sketch idea. The uh, the the last thing that I wanted to throw out here, just like I, I wanted to to uh, put a little bit of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Stank. No, I want I want pers- perspective uh. on on why I think this happened. Okay. The why they got Elon? No, why this was a why, why cast members like were pissed about this and voiced their opinions on social media and why this like became controversy. Okay. And it's because in 2015, maybe it was 16, uh, I can't remember at this point, early it might have been early 16, although I think it was 2015. You may remember two things happened. One, SNL had Donald Trump come on as host. Two, Jimmy Fallon had Donald Trump come on as a guest on his show and tussled his hair in oh, a yeah. very, like, memeable, playful, lighthearted, playful way. playful way. Like, ha-ha, me and the Donner buds. Yes. that Yes. Or, like, you know, look at what a big joke this is. Yeah. And in doing so, it was certainly, like, a humanizing moment for, for, for Trump. Jimmy Fallon has not been number—his show has not been rated number one since that day. It nearly tanked the show. It nearly ruined his career, and he spent the next three years, maybe, basically atoning for it and making sure that they pop Trump in like the opening monologues to make sure that people knew that he what that he was not like. Okay, that's just outrageous. In the pocket of Trump, like, come on. When Trump hosted SNL, nobody said anything. The cast did not did not voice opinions. They did not say but, we don't want this guy. Well, then this just shows me their, so, their lack of uh, connection to reality even so, more because so, to put these two in the same boat is absurd. But what but what I'm saying is that I feel like those moments when both SNL and Jimmy Fallon, a, a you know a former SNL cast member and one of the most notable, wh- when they ba- when they said, "Sure, let's get this guy on," yeah, 
and didn't and didn't say like uh, I don't know about this. I'm not sure I, w- I I want this. And then it was like a kind of a total disaster for both entities. I feel like now everybody is just being like way 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 overly prickly and making sure that they voice like I'm not into this. I don't want this guy here. That's just sad. But don't don't you get that sense that it's like that, that they are Yeah, but that's like the most pussy ass thing I've ever heard like to get out in front of potential outrage that could come by saying you're not cool with it, but then still doing the show is just so lame. It's like just shut up and do the show. Like no, and here's it's a different day and age, that, and, and things are that's different. A, that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they, we live in a world now where you do kind of have to protect your ass that way. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. There's a massive difference between Donald Trump, a guy who was running for, or may have even already been active president of the United States no, no, at no, that no, point, no, running, for, running for president of the United States at that point. So giving giving a Random dude with no track record to run off of uh, the platform to become president is slightly different than letting Elon come on and make an ass of himself on SNL. Like a dude who runs a car company and, and is firing off rockets into space because he wants to go to Mars one day, even though he openly says that a lot of people will die <laughs> trying to go there. Like, I, I do, I get what you're saying. And this is what, here's what I think. Here's my take SNL knows. Having Elon on is a really big deal. This is the biggest draw they're going to have all year. There is not a bigger celebrity in the world right now that they can get to come do SNL to draw more eyeballs. It does not exist. So you have to create as much buzz and controversy around it as possible. And yes, the libs love this kind of fucking drama. But, but oh, you- now, now, oh, wait, no, nah, fuck that. Elon's a billionaire. Wait, some, some like hardworking comedian should have this opportunity to host SNL this day or whatever. Like, like I get it. I, everybody wins this way. Like, and on the right, they can all talk about how the left is such pussies for even caring about this or whatever. And it's just this big dramatic entertainment tornado of marketing around Elon Musk. Yeah, but that's ex- but but you're just playing into exactly what I'm saying because that was the exact rationale that they gave for letting Trump come to host. Was what? Like, it'll be the top rated show of, of the entire season. It's huge marketing. It's gi- giant buzz. Like, can you believe that we're doing this? I'm with you. These two are not, we're comparing apples to oranges. It's just here. armor on it now with the, I- I'm just, the, I'm just the saying cast that, getting out in front of saying they're had, not okay had with it. That not happened. I don't think that there would have been, at least not from SNL's own cast members, I don't think that there would have been as much, maybe not, pushback. Right. I just don't get the—the the Elon one is so weird to me because I'm like, you guys didn't want to have Elon Musk on? Like, you didn't want to write jokes for—like, you didn't want to make fun of this guy? Like, what? Right. Like, it, it, it makes—I'll be frank. SNL is a place where anybody should be on. I don't care that they had Trump on. Then it's on them to skewer Trump. Or if he's not down for the skewering, he doesn't get the host. That's the fucking show. Like, you can either show up and play ball and do the sketches or fuck off. But they, it's not what it is anymore because they got to try to draw people. So, I mean— it, Lauren, Lauren does what he does. All right, he's he's been doing this for like fifty years or whatever. It's not <laughs> like I can sit here and pretend that that I know what I'm talking about more than him. But there's a reason SNL's in the spot they're in. It hasn't been run very well the past like 10, 15 years, right? It's been on and off. It's been a lot of like. I mean, it's 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 uh, I, well, social media and the internet I, changed everything too. Yeah, they yeah, have they I, have had a hard time catching up. But you also contradicted yourself because it's. The longest running show on television. Well, but their like, ratings aren't what they once were, right? They're they're, they're still kicking though. They don't. They still. Well, but they still draw a couple he, million. Here's people the inarguable night. part: the internet and social media 
absolutely fractured Saturday Night Live's reason for existing, which was to update the whole world on all the hottest jokes, on all the hottest topics every Saturday night. Social media does that for us every day, all day, every day. It's one, This is more than anybody, more than stand-up comedians, more than writers of TV and movie and books. SNL writers got fucked because they got to come up with the jokes for that week. Everybody's already made those jokes on Twitter and they've gone viral. Yeah, it certainly made the show more difficult to to be it's geared differently now yeah. and yeah. so they've still they they really at first resisted that transition in my opinion and then they sort of have been behind the eight ball ever since trying to catch up and figure out where they stand in this meme culture tiktok fucking twitter age versus you know in the 90s or whatever when you had to go to snl to get those kind of jokes yeah um but i'm excited for this i, I think it was a great move to get him on it's a risky one but they're always risky. You never know, dude. You could have the goat come on SNL and flop. Like, it's hard to do this show. It's the hardest show to do Yeah. on TV. Like, that's why they get the level of respect they deserve. That's why they get nominated for Emmys every year. And at this point, nobody says no, I don't think, if they're offered this. Do they? Uh, Yeah, they do. People are like, I don't want to do SNL. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's it's usually a scheduling thing. They're like, oh, I can't do this week, can't do this week, and have movie to make. There, there are some people that don't that don't necessarily want to host. So. Well, I'll say this: I haven't tuned in for Saturday Night Live live I, I in many years, I and think, I will be on Saturday. I don't think Brad Pitt has ever hosted, for example. You know, uh, they've tried because it's not his bag or something. It, dude, he seems like he would be an amazing host. Yeah, but maybe it just never happened. Maybe it's like how Michael Jordan didn't want to be an NBA Jam or whatever. Maybe so. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we got this week. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate y'all. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of The Sopranos, Season 2, Episode 10, the 10th episode of Season 2 on Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles, where every week Barrett and I cover an episode of The Sopranos ad-free in companion podcast form, exclusively available to supporters of our show on Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles. Get on there, pick a tier, enjoy no The Sopranos with week. us. No, no dog, no dog poop this week. No dog poop this week. We promise we it's a dog-free po- studio. Poop-free podcast. They've Thursday. been banned. They've been banned from the studio. If you want to enjoy The Sopranos with us, you can have never watched it before. It could be your first time watching it. It could be your tenth time through. It doesn't matter. It's a spoiler-free experience for everybody to enjoy on Patreon.com/slash/OystersClamsCockles. So come through. And next week we'll uh, stay caught up with Mayor of East Town. See what else we can get through. Maybe I'll work in a Marvel movie. Who knows? We appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Follow Barrett Let's at go! Barrett Dudley. Follow me at WR Bolin. And get your greens. Until next week, adios. Lisa. Muchachos.